Greetings, Earthlings. Today I'm back with a review of a brand new XLR and USB dynamic microphone. That microphone being the Samson Q9U. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $200. I'll throw some links down below. In the sake of full disclosure, I do need to let you know that Samson did send me this microphone free of charge for the sake of doing this review. And for the majority of this video, I have the mic connected directly to my Mac. The gain is set at around 43%, recording at 24-bit 48 kilohertz, no post-processing, and I may have to boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And now let's talk about what comes in the box. What a shocker, you are going to get the microphone. You'll also get a foam windscreen, a USB-C to USB-A cable, a USB-C to USB-C cable, and a little bit of documentation. Then as far as the build quality, I have no real complaints about it. It does have an all-metal body as well as a metal mesh grill, which does have a bit of give at the end of it, so if you hit it with something, it will dent. The mounting bracket on this thing is made out of metal, and it is similar to the SM7B. You have 5 8 inch threading on that mount, and the sides of the mount is hidden with these plastic S's, and if you remove them, you can see that there are a couple of screws there, so you may be able to fully remove the microphone mount from the mic. And as far as the manufacturing location of this, this microphone and kit is made in China. The majority of the microphone has nothing visible except for a lone mute button. This will mute the microphone when you press it down, and it will be live when the button is up. On the rear of the microphone, you will first find a USB-C port. This allows you to connect the mic to your device. You'll also find an XLR port to connect to your audio interface, and you are able to use both the USB and XLR ports simultaneously. You have a 3.5mm headphone output for both computer playback and zero latency monitoring. However, you're not able to turn off zero latency monitoring, and I wasn't able to find a way to mix between the zero latency and computer playback. Also on the rear of the mic, you will find two EQ filters, the first one being a mid-boost, which will boost up the high-end, and you will have a low-cut, which will reduce a bit of the low-end and rumble and mud. Then as far as the specs, this microphone has a cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 50 Hz to 20 kHz, a sensitivity of around negative 57 dB over the XLR, it has a self-noise over USB of 23 dBA, a max SPL of 140 dB, a bit depth of 24 bit, and a sample rate of up to 96 kHz. Now I am moving around the Q9U to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. We'll continue around the microphone to 180 degrees. Here's what it sounds like from the rear. Continuing around the microphone to the second 90 degree angle. Here we are. And then we are rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Up until now, I have had the EQ switches on the microphone set to flat, so this is the raw, unaltered sound of the microphone. Let me go ahead and switch the filters on so you can hear how each of them sound. Now, I have engaged the mid-boost on this thing, and you can tell that it really brings the top to life. However, I don't think that it's necessarily the smoothest top end, but it does brighten it up quite a bit. 
As a palette cleanser, we are back on the neutral mode. And now I have engaged the high pass filter and you can hear in the bottom, this really clears up a lot of that, but I tend to think it's a bit too aggressive. I don't like using high pass filters on the majority of microphones unless they have a 40 to 60 hertz option. This one is quite a bit more aggressive than that. And one last time, we are on the neutral mode as a palette cleanser. And to wrap up this portion, now I have the high pass filter as well as the mid boost engaged. To my ears, this is just too aggressive. It removes a bit too much body and makes the top end a bit too present. And it's not the most pleasing boost in the top end, but there you go. That's an example for you. Now let's see how well this microphone does at rejecting plosives. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. And now with the provided foam windscreen, please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone in the neutral mode to really accentuate the proximity effect. And here is how it is sounding. And now in the exact same position, I have engaged the high pass filter so you can hear how that affects the low end when you're really eating the microphone. Back in the neutral mode of the mic, about three inches off with it pointed at the corner of my mouth. And here is how it is sounding. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And now for all of you gaming folk out there, now I'm typing on the sad W keys. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room with the mid-boost turned on. I also want to test how noisy the mute button is, so I will go ahead and mute and unmute a number of times here. Now let's see how well the built-in mounting system does at rejecting external noise. So first, I'll go ahead and tap my desk to see how much of that noise it picks up. And then I will tap the boom arm. Yikes. All right, now I have the Q9U recording via the USB port to my computer and through the XLR port running into the Focusrite 18i20, I have done my best to level match them and I will level match them in post. The only thing I have on the microphone is the mid boost. The high pass filter is not engaged, but while I have been speaking and while I will continue to speak, I will be switching back and forth between the XLR and the USB output. That way you're able to tell if there is a difference in tone from XLR to USB, if they're doing anything to improve the sound over the USB, if the A to D converter is doing anything to improve the sound. And I think this is plenty of time to allow you to hear that. So there you go. Now I'm going to go ahead and throw the Q9U in my Box of Doom isolation cab so we can measure the noise floor of this thing and see how well that performs.
Then when we look at the latency with a sample rate of 48 kilohertz and an I.O. buffer size of 64 samples, we have a round trip latency of 9 milliseconds or 4.4 milliseconds output. When we jump up to 128 samples, we have 11.5 milliseconds round trip or 5.5 milliseconds output. Jumping up to 256 samples, we have 17 milliseconds round trip or 8.5 milliseconds output. Then when we jump up to a sample rate of 96 kilohertz and an I.O. buffer of 64 samples, 7.5 milliseconds round trip and 3.5 milliseconds output. Jumping up to 128, we have 9 milliseconds round trip or 4.5 milliseconds output. And jumping up to 256 samples, 11.5 milliseconds round trip or 5.5 milliseconds output. Now I want to do a very quick comparison between the Q9U and a bunch of other microphones that are available so we can see how it stacks up against the competition that's out there. Like always, we'll start on the mic we're reviewing. This is the Q9U. The gain is set at 43%. I have the mid-boost engaged because I think that's the best sound profile. And here's how it's sounding. Let's jump to the first mic. And first up, we are on the Samson Q2U. This is a $50 to $70 or $80 XLR and USB dynamic mic. Six inches off and my gain is set at around 60-ish percent, 65-ish percent. And here is how it is sounding. 50 to 70 bucks versus 200 bucks. There you go. We are back on the Q9U again, so you can hear how this sounds very quickly before we jump to the next mic, and let us do that right now. Next, I am on the Audio-Technica ATR2100. This is their old USB XLR mic, which I believe is still available. This goes for about 70 to 80 bucks. I am six inches off, and my gain is set at around 85%. And there you go, another really big competitor to the Q9U. Let's do some more comparisons. For a third time, we are back on the Q9U, so you can hear how I sound on this thing. Six inches off, gain still at 43%, mid-boost still engaged, and let's do another comparison. Now I am on the Rode Pod mic, and I am about six inches off. I am running this over XLR into the 18i 22nd gen, Gain is set almost at 100%. This is a $100 broadcast XLR dynamic microphone. And there you go. Get this and a USB audio interface, and you're at around the same price as the Q9U. Just for comparison's sake, let's do some more. I bet you wouldn't have thunk it, but we are back on the Samson Q9U again. $200 USB XLR dynamic microphone. Here's how it sounds. Let's go to another mic. Now I am on the Audio-Technica ATR2100X. This is their updated version, which has a USB-C port. This goes for $100, and I am six inches off. My gain is set at around 70% on my Mac. And there you go, $100 versus $200. Is it worth an extra $100 for the Q9U? Let's do more comparisons. I really don't like doing these portions of the video, but I think they're very helpful, so I do them anyways. Back on the Q9U, here's how it sounds. Let's jump to another mic and hear how it compares to that. Now I am on one of my all-time favorite handheld dynamics. This is the SE Electronics V7. This goes for about $100. I'm about six inches off of this, connected to the 18i20. Gain almost at 100%, and here is how it is sounding compared to the Q9U. 
I think this is comparison number six, but we are back on the Samsung Q9U again. Here is how this is sounding. Let's jump to the mic we're comparing it against. Now I am on one of the most popular microphones of all time, the Blue Yeti. This goes for about $130. This is only a USB mic, but I am on the cardioid mode, gain on the mic set at around 11, gain on my computer set at around 50, and there you go. This is more for context. They're not the most comparable mics, but a lot of people know what the Yeti sounds like, and this will allow you to get a better understanding of the Q9U, because if you've heard this, you'll know how the Q9U compares to it better now, I guess. Let's go back to the Q9U. Number seven, and I want to say a big howdy howdy to Haley Williams. What up, homie? And here is how the Q9U sounds. Listen to it. Get a good feel for it. Let's jump to the next microphone. Now, because we can, I am on the Rode Procaster. This is a $230 broadcast dynamic mic, XLR only, running into the 18i20 second gen. Gain almost at 100%. And here is how it is sounding about six inches away from my mouth. There you go. Let's do some more comparisons. Number eight on the comparison list, I think. Hey. This is the Q9U, nothing has changed. Same gain, same distance, same filter engaged, and let's jump to another mic. Now I am on the Shure MV7. This is another USB XLR dynamic microphone. I have this connected directly to my computer. The mic gain in the Shure app is set to 30 dB. I have the EQ set to flat, no limiter, no compressor, but six inches off. And here is how this is sounding. If I didn't mention 250 bucks, so 50 bucks more expensive than the Q9U, but you get all of that control via the software. You're able to mix between computer playback and zero latency monitoring, but that's the sound comparison. Let's do some more of them. And why the heck wouldn't we be back on the Samsung Q9U for another comparison? because I hate myself and I have nothing better to do with my life than, than plug in and unplug USB mics. This is the Q9U. Let's jump to another mic and do that comparison. You better believe that we were going to do a comparison to the Shure SM7B. I'm about six inches away from the capsule. No filters are engaged. This mic goes for about 400 bucks, connected directly to the 18i20, gain at 100%. And here is how this sounds compared to the Q9U. This is a broadcast standard. And one of the last mics we're going to be comparing it against, but we have one more just because I'm a crazy person. And I pray to God that this is the last mic that I'm comparing it against, but we are back on the Q9U, six inches off, same gains, same filter, same everything. And let's jump to the last mic and hear that comparison. And now I am on the Neumann U67 reissue. This is a large diaphragm multi-pattern tube condenser microphone. This goes for about $7,000. I'm, run <laughs> I'm, run <laughs> I'm running this into the Universal Audio <laughs> X8. This is such an unfair comparison. My gain is set at around 30 dB. I'm a bit too loud actually, but here is how it sounds. This is not actually part of the comparison. I'm just trying to get as much use out of it as I can. Let me know which of these microphones you liked the best of the 10, because I had to make it an even 10. Of all of the mics I compared it against, which one did you like the best? The Q9U, Q2U, 
Procaster SM7B. Which one? Comments down below. Let me know. Pizza on my mind all the time, won't you please forgive The blank stare that plagues my face, now I don't wanna live Now I assure you, I do want to live, I just couldn't think of anything else that rhymes with forgive. That's why we are where we are. But also I do think the juxtaposition of a super happy chord progression and depressing lyrics is super interesting, so sue me or don't don't do that don't sue me i don't want to be sued okay conclusion time all right so i know it was a huge disappointment that this was delayed for almost a year but i'm really happy that it was because the final product seems to do its job extremely well and first up in terms of pros the main selling point of this microphone is the xlr and usb output that is huge for beginners and podcasters who want to record via usb and then run the xlr out for a backup or buy it as a usb microphone and then upgrade down the road using the xlr output also, I love that they upgraded the A to D and D to A converters to 24-bit 96 kilohertz. Really great to see that. The headphone amp was perfectly capable of powering even my HD650s. And a little detail that I really like is they added ferrite cores to both of the USB cables. That's what the little thing on the cable is. That is going to help reduce the EMI that is picked up by the cable. Just a little thing that I think is a great addition. But then as far as cons, one of the biggest drawbacks for me is how bad it is at rejecting bumps of the desk. I also don't like the fact that there's no way to mix between zero latency monitoring and computer playback, and there's no way to turn off zero latency monitoring. And lastly, just like the Shure MV7, I found the XLR output to be a little bit harsher than the inbuilt a to D converter. I don't know if they're doing some kind of magic with the electronics inside while it's being converted, but I would have liked to have seen the XLR output sound even better. Next, as far as my overall thoughts and opinions on this microphone, on the electric guitar, I was not a fan of it in the slightest, I am very sorry to say. The lows were muddy and unclear, the mids were nothing to write home about, but the thing that I found most jarring was the upper end of the mic. It had this strange staticky quality to it that I did not like in the slightest, and I would not use this mic on an electric guitar unless of course it was for an effect. Next, on the acoustic guitar, again, I wasn't a fan of this thing. It was incredibly dead sounding. The lows were unclear still, but the thing that stood out to me on the acoustic was the mids sounded very shouty. I can't describe it in any other way. It sounded like the midsection of the acoustic was screaming directly in my face. Unpleasing, unnatural, did not like it. 
Next up for singing, I would classify this as pretty tolerable. It's not going to be my first pick, but if I was in a pinch, I would be fine using it. With the high pass filter and the mid boost engaged, you do get a pretty forward sound that for the most part isn't offensive. You do still run into a little bit of that artificial and staticky top end. But in the mix or for a demo, I don't think it's going to cause any huge problems. And lastly, for spoken word, that is my favorite application for this microphone. With the mid-boost engaged over USB, I think you get a really nice sound. The low end is pretty thick and it's not too uncontrolled. The mids are pretty clear. And then you get the top end, which is nice and articulate, but not overly sibilant. And as far as going from the Q2U to this microphone, it is a night and day difference. The Q2U is great for the $50 to $70, but one of the big drawbacks for that is the really sibilant top end. This eliminates that issue and I think is a huge step up and a huge improvement over the Q2U. Then we get to the question, would I recommend the Samson Q9U? And the answer is yes, kind of. As far as yes, of all of the USB microphones that are more affordable than this, I thought this outperformed every single one. The Q2U, the ATR2100 USB, the ATR2100X, the Blue Yeti. I liked the sound of the Q9U over all of them for spoken word. But once you get to the Q9U and you start comparing it to the MV7, that's more of a close call in terms of the tone. And then you also have to start paying attention to the features. The Q9U is really a plug and play. You get what you get. The MV7 is more of a play with it in post or with the software, get some processing, mix the headphones, all of that. So you have to decide which of those feature sets and which of the sounds you want out of your USB. XLR dynamic mic. But the reason that I'm also saying I would only kind of recommend the Q9U is because you're paying $200 and in that price you're also paying for the XLR and USB. If you do not need XLR and USB outputs, I think you may be able to get better results by picking up just an XLR microphone and a USB audio interface because at $200 your options are limitless. There are so many $100 and less dynamic microphones and plenty of USB audio interfaces at around $100 or less. But if you do need XLR and USB, I think this is an amazing sounding microphone and quite a huge improvement over the Q2U to my ears. All right, I think that's gonna wrap up for today, but I would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the Q9U? I'm guessing this is going to be a contentious microphone. <laughs> that's my guess. Let me know in the comments down below which mic did you like the sound of the best? Was it the Q9U? Do you still love the Q2U? Do you prefer the SM7B? Let me know, comments down below. If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up, hated it, thumbs down. And I'm just gonna say this, thanks to these people, they're amazing. These are the members who pay $5 or more. You can become a member by clicking that member join button thing and joining it $5 or more. I love you so much. It's because of you that I'm able to continue to bring you these videos. Thank you so much for watching. 